business priority, customer experience. Episode 59. Hey friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, our goal is to provide you with real-world context around technology. I am your host, Zig Ziga. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, my friend. We are back at it. So this one's going to be about customer experience. So we've already done two. We've done a episode, zigbits.txt slash 56, and that one was on business priority pervasive security. In that one, we talked about zero trust architecture, cybersecurity, cyber defense modernization, uh, risk management framework, etc. And the last one we did, which zigbits.txt slash 58, it was business priority, and we talked about digital transformation. Digital transformation is a marketing term nowadays, but if we take away the marketing fluff, it's still something that's happening for organizations because the technical solutions out there today are driving a business change. They're changing businesses. Because of that change, have to adapt and find out what else they can do. I'll use a quick example in that show about getting a cloud solution and what happens when you get a cloud solution. You get some inherent capabilities, but then those capabilities are things that that customer, that organization's never seen before. So they don't have processes, policies, procedures. They don't even have the structure or the culture to handle those capabilities. So that is what digital transformation is. It's all about adding new capabilities into their processes, changing how they do business, and making themselves better, increase revenue, more efficient, more effective. All right, so today we're going to talk about customer experience, but like I said, we're going to quickly summarize what a business priority is. The business priorities for any organization are the foundation of everything, uh, both for this process that we're talking about, this business plan process, this consultative leadership process that we're highlighting, but also it really is the foundation for that organization for success. Now, when we're talking about business priorities, I like to level set and say that we want to shoot for three to five business priorities. Minimum three, maximum five. If you start to get higher than five, it can start to have some serious overlap between the different priorities. And you're going to have a hard time putting different drivers, outcomes, and capabilities in those buckets. So when you do this, when you actually leave it to three to five, you limit it to three to five priorities per customer, organization, or environment, depending on where you're, you're working. This lets us actually properly place things in the right location. And it's a little bit more clear, right? So if you had security as a priority, which we talked about before, and then maybe you had cyber defense modernization or cybersecurity. So you maybe had security and then you also had cybersecurity. It could be very hard to identify the differences between the two. As we talk about business priorities and we talk about the companies, there's some key requirements that have to happen. Number one, the business priorities have to mean something to the leadership, to the senior leadership, the stakeholders you're working with, any of those people, those key critical resources in the company space, in your company space, the business priorities, the language has to mean something to them. If it doesn't mean something, if it doesn't resonate, then I, re- I definitely recommend you read some, re-wordsmith that, that priority with the stakeholders so that it does resonate. And I always recommend that it's also better to leverage their language rather than your language. Because what they say is going to resonate. It's gonna, they're going to remember it. They're going to be part of the process. They're going to be invested in that process. So if they decide that cybersecurity means more to them than security, or, hey, we're talking about customer experience today. So maybe customer experience doesn't doesn't resonate with them, but customer success would resonate, then that's what I would leverage. I would leverage whatever resonates with them specifically. And this goes the same for the description, right? So the description specifically has to mean something. Now in the description, I'll use a lot of keywords that the customer is talking about. During the workshop setting, when we set these things up, I will use like 
Um, my notes will have a ton of keywords in there, and I will just kind of throw some of those keywords into the description as a, a quick, hey, here's a draft version of the description, and then we wordsmith it live together. Today's business priority is customer experience. Customer experience is kind of the, another big item that's being thrown out there these days. Customer success, customer experience, user experience, quality of experience. I always say when we talk about quality of experience, don't get confused with quality of service. Quality of experience is everything for every end user. Quality of experience includes quality of service. But all of these terms are all about customer experience or customer success, ensuring your customers are success. From a priority perspective, this can change sometimes. I've, it can be customer success, customer experience. I've seen business success, business experience. I've seen user success, user experience, student success, students experience. So the terminology just shifts depending on what resonates with, with the, the customers and the stakeholders you're working with. As for a description, a good way to say this might be something along the lines of enabling uh, customers to securely and efficiently accomplish their business. I added securely right in there, but really it's all about accomplishing their business. What I'd like to use as an example here would be like, let's say you're an enterprise SaaS company, you have a SaaS offering. Customer experience would be specific to all the users leveraging that application. How do you ensure those customers are, are successful? Right? How do you ensure your own internal customers are successful? Those are all the questions I'd be asking. Now let's take this to like a service provider world where we have like multiple services that we're offering, MPLS L2 VPNs, L2, um, MPLS L3 VPNs, VRFs, whatever you might you might you know have in your mind there from a service pr provider perspective. Now those services, and you have a ton of customers, so it could be other companies are your customers, but you want to ensure customer success. Customer success is all about making sure that they are successful, not you. Our customer experience is all about making sure that your customers have what they need to be successful. So if they need quality of service, then they have quality of service. You know, if they need specific access, then they get that. If then you ensure that. If they need security and segmentation, then you ensure that. These are all things that go into customer experience. So some of the things that I would probably say for customer experience would be anything that could impact the customer. You want to eliminate or eliminate, wow, I'm making up words today. You want to limit the impact uh, to the customers. You want everything to be as seamless as possible. And you want to instantiate whatever they're leveraging, whatever they're consuming, so that it never goes offline. You want to ensure that if there's something critical that they need, that it's there whenever they need it. So if that's creating new services, new applications, if that's taking too long to create those and you need to make ensure that they're going to create them, uh, it could be something along the lines of providing the access wherever they need the access. And that's kind of a loaded thing, right? It could be physical connectivity access. Maybe they need some sort of VPN solution. Maybe this organization's a worldwide organization and they need global access. But that does not mean that they need global access where everyone can access it that's not even part of the company. Maybe they need global access where appropriate with the appropriate security controls and policies and procedures. But again, that's going to be customer experience. We want to ensure the customer has a valid experience. I should have a positive experience no matter what is happening. So if I'm accessing a service in the cloud, if I'm accessing a, a video teleconference service on-prem, if I'm accessing a file share wherever it might be, if I'm doing a phone call with a coworker, that's all customer experience. We need to ensure a positive experience. All right, so here's some good things that would fall into customer experience. Quickly and effectively respond to customer needs. 
an agile and adaptable environment to handle consistent changes based on customer needs. One of the other ones I like to throw into customer experience is more of a layer eight and higher item, OSI layer eight. Uh, so this would be more like a, the culture policy side of things that we usually can't control. And I usually throw in here, like is it an outcome or is it capability or even a driver, depending on the, the situation, is culture and policy and the evolution of the culture and policy or the structure as needed. Because if we don't include that here, then your customer experience could suffer heavily. The organization needs to reserve the right to make changes at that level and not just the technical level. So that's culture, policies, and structure. Some of the other things from a capabilities perspective that I throw in here might be like onboarding procedures, onboarding plan, like when you have new customers, new new users, however that works in your environment. If you have a new customer, how do you onboard it? How do you enable that onboardment? Um, I'm making up words. Onboardment is probably not a word. But the key here is that you know you could do some sort of customer enablement and onboarding plan, ensuring customers get the training that they need so they can leverage the services that are there. Maybe there's a new collaboration service. Maybe it's a video teleconference, a voice system, a file share, email service, whatever it might be. But you have to do collaboration services, but these users don't know about them. How are they going to learn about them? You have to train them. So more from a service provider perspective here would be a way to agree and properly ensure customer performance, success, or experience. So that would be like SLAs, right? Service level agreements with your customers. You have to ensure that they can't go down. You have to ensure they get four nines or five nines of availability. So those are things that I would put in under customer experience or customer success, whatever whatever priority originates the most with you. That was customer experience. Um, everyone's using it these days, customer success, customer experience. So just make sure you understand what it truly means for your stakeholders and for your organization. Never once did we just talk about any specific vendor or their solution. Again, we kept this vendor agnostic. We made this super easy. Another point to make is that we did not solutionize here. You know, I, I get this all the time where customers complain about vendors solutionizing from the get-go. It is not needed at all. There is no reason we should go in solutionizing from the get-go. We have to have a reason why we're doing everything. It has to tie back to the business. We can't just say you need this solution, this new software-defined shininess solution, you know, whatever it might be today. We have to drive the business to make that decision, not some other vendor coming in and selling something. We have to make it, what are the priorities, which we're highlighting some example priorities here. Okay, here's our priorities. What's our drivers? What's our outcomes? And then based on that, we should get capabilities that we need to be successful. Some of the things that you'd ask, I think these are important questions. So just keep these as the kind of questions in your back in your mind when you're going through this process. Why? Why are we doing this? Right? So if something comes to your plate and you find out about something being done, I'd ask this. I'd ask it to yourself. I'd ask it to your stakeholders, to your senior leadership, of the organization, of your team. Why are we doing this? The follow-on question to that is, what's the value? What's the value to the business? Now, the flip of that one would be, what's the impact if we do not do this? What are we missing out on? What are we not getting? What are we not receiving from a capabilities perspective or a benefits perspective? This process is a tried and 100% true process. Everything we talked about in the last few episodes, everything we're going to continue to talk about is all real, raw, and in the wild things. Things is probably not the best word, but it's what came to mind. This whole process, if we conduct this process correctly, you're going to have this business plan, this, this 
this framework, let's call it a framework, that can ensure success for that business and for you for years to come. You might have to tweak the priorities. You might have to treat the drivers and the outcomes and capabilities because things do shift, right? Businesses, their priorities do shift. They change. Maybe your business merges with another business. So now your priorities shift because you have more business lines of effort than you did before. So because of that, your priorities have to shift. None, none of what we just talked about was hard. And if it was, let me know. Send me a message. I would like to know what your thoughts are there because none of what we talked about was hard at all. None of it requires a whole bunch of techno experience. You don't need multiple CCIEs. You don't even need one CCIE to do this. This is, this is not a technical problem. This is all about consulting. This is all about leadership. This is all about understanding your customers, your company, and your organization. There is no technical depth required here. None. Hey, friends, that's going to wrap up today's show. I hoped you enjoyed it. So this was our business priority, and we covered customer experience today. So this uh, the show notes for this episode will be at zigbits.tech slash 59. I got it right. Uh, <laughs> so the show notes for this episode will be at zigbits.tech slash 59. As always, feel free to write comments, questions, concerns. You can send them on the show notes. You can email me at zig at zigbits.tech. Of course, if you follow us, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, provide a review, you know, let us know. It helps us a lot. It takes only a couple minutes of your time, helps me a lot, drives more people to the podcast. And so they can get this great content that we're providing to you for free. If you didn't know, we have a YouTube channel that is going to be zigbits.tech slash YouTube to get a quick link to go to the YouTube channel. And we do a weekly YouTube show. The weekly YouTube show, we're learning how to do things. Keep that in mind. You know, there might not be the best pros production just yet but soon soon we're working on it if you know me i i'm a perfectionist at times so it's hard to, to do something new but yeah go ahead and subscribe to youtube and click the bell so that you're notified when we get a new content out there again we are building a new youtube video every single week also on the podcast front we are building a new podcast episode every single week that means you're getting two things two new pieces of content every week at a minimum all right my friends I appreciate you. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, bye for now.